Welcome to the Cinema Rat, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Cinema Rag. I hope you're doing well today. Today, I'm going to posit a question. What's the most important person out of these three when creating, concocting the best movie possible? Actor, actresses, supporting, main, lead, whatever. The, the people in front of the camera, so to speak the director, or the screenplay. All three of these are, of course, germane to a film, fundamental to a film. You need all three. You need the actors. You need somebody in front of the screen, unless it's animated, but even there, you need voice. Uh, You need a person to determine the pace and the editing of said movie, because if not, you're just going to have a bunch of actors reading something, but not really necessarily knowing the coherent flow of it and the lighting and the music and kind of have the vision of how they want this movie to be. And then of course you need somebody to write the words. You need somebody to give the plot and the character development and so forth. And without that, What are the actors going to do? There is a cynical view that acting, actors, it's not that big of a deal. You're just memorizing lines and repeating them. I'd say that's kind of a minimal redactionist view of it. I would also say there are actors who don't even know. They're not even off book until that the moment (laughs) before, like in maybe just a few minutes before they say action and then they've kind of just crammed the words (laughs) into their head. And there's others that, that memorize this because they have an eidetic memory or, or whatever it is. So you'll find actors of different ilk who are who are capable of of knowing the lines. But there's there's more to acting than just memorizing the lines for, for certain. You have to you have to emote, whether it be uh, kind of a more suppressed acting style, like think of Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson in Remains of the Day, or something more over the top. Think of Pacino's career for the last 20 years and there's certain shades of all these different types of acting and I'm certainly not an acting coach so I couldn't comment on this so you need all three the director ain't directing anything pardon my Texan accent there the director ain't directing anything unless there's a screenplay but a screenplay is just a bunch of words unless there's film so Here is the answer to my question. They're all important, obviously. They're all fundamental to the creation of a movie. But I would tell you the number one between screenplay, director, and actors is the screenplay. Now, this is the answer that probably would not be given by the majority of people. But here's my take. The screenplay is the story. What typically makes a movie good? It's the story. It's the story. It's the story. Wait for it. It's the story. 
if the story's not good, if the story is not, if it's a comedy, funny, if the story doesn't have dramatic pull, if it's a drama, if the story isn't charming and cute and has wit for, let's say, a romantic comedy, if the story doesn't have you invested in these characters, if the story doesn't have great quips and, and lines and tete-a-tetes and, and, and all these things, but in general, if, if the plot is bad and the character development shoddy, there's no really way to get around that. Now, that's not to say that actors, and when I say actors, I mean actors, actresses. It's not to say that actors can't cover up bad scripts or edify a bad script. That happens all the time, all the time. Actors can make gold out of straw like Rumpelstiltskin. They can, but they can only do so much. You can only do so much with a bad script. And you'll see actors, especially in the, in the comedic side, who will just do, just ad lib. Adam McKay is very famous for this. If you look at Adam McKay's early movies with Will Ferrell, Talladega Nights and Step Brothers, all these movies, Anchorman. Their, their style was, let's, let's do the script and then let's just do some funny takes and we'll see whatever fits. So you can definitely do that. You've seen movies that essentially are writing the script the day of or the scripts had to have been rewritten because the script was so bad. You see times where the script it needs to be punched up. So they'll hire, in the, you know, in the old days, they would maybe hire uh, Paul Haggis or they would hire William Goldman, or they would hire Paul Schrader, somebody, Charlie Kaufman. You know these these great writers to punch it up. They'll call. They'll they'll, they'll be like, "We'll give you two hundred thousand if you can uh, punch up this script." So there are ways to overcome a bad script, no doubt. But acting is not the number one thing. And look, you could see great actors who have had duds in their career. And why do they have duds in their career? It's not necessarily the director. It's because the content, the script is crap. Every great actor of the last 30, 40 years has had a dud. I mean, maybe Tom Cruise you could throw out, but I mean, most people don't consider losing it and all the right moves and legend uh, to, be, to be great movies. But why isn't legend a great movie? The script as a whole. Matt Damon. Matt Damon's had a great career. I'm sure May and I are going to do a filmography on him. He had We Bought a Zoo. We Bought a Zoo was horrible. Why was it horrible? Script. Affleck. He's had reindeer games. Why didn't that work out? Script. He had Geely. Why didn't that work out? Script. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, hot and cold, but he's had duds. Think of the Sherlock and Holmes movie he did with John C. Riley. Humongous flop. Why? Script. And we can go on and on and on. Every major actor has had duds. And maybe they knew the script wasn't that good, so they were doing it for the paycheck. Lord knows that happens quite often. Lots of times there's studio deals where it's like, hey, you know, we... We gave you this movie, this indie, like think of Brad Pitt, you know, we let you do seven years in Tibet, which everybody knew wasn't going to make money. 
but in exchange, you have to do this movie for us. And lots of times the actors know this movie's garbage, but they're either doing it for the paycheck or it's a quid pro quo with the, the studio. But every actor has a dud. And so it's like the saying about marriage. Nobody goes into the marriage when they're in their 20s the day of the wedding and says, I want this marriage to fail, right? Everybody has the best intentions. The producers, the directors, the screenwriters, the actors, when a movie's being made, that this movie is going to be successful. But the number one reason why a movie is not successful, I would say, is the screenplay, is the content. Because look, you can have a hit without a famous actor, actress. Absolutely. You can hire uh, maybe somebody who's famous in theater but doesn't have a background in Hollywood. And if the script is good, they'll be famous. You can look at examples like My Big Fat Greek Wedding. That movie made a killing. Tom Hanks produced that, right? But it had, uh, what is it, Nia Vidarlos. It had John Corbett. Nobody famous. That movie made a killing. Why? The script was good. It was a funny movie. It struck a chord with audiences, but it's nobody famous was in it. And there's a lot of movies. Think of all the horror movies. Most of the horror movies have unfamous, not famous actors and actresses in it, but people will go to it. And sometimes it's just the script's not that good, but it's horror. But there's a lot of examples of movies that do well. Uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. I forgot to mention my girl, Daisy in, in uh, the episode on actors, uh, where the movie starts under 40, because I love Daisy Edgar-Jones. She's probably most famous for being on the great Hulu show Normal People with Paul Mescal. And uh, that was a movie Then again, did very well in 2022. There's nobody famous in that. She carries that movie. She's a nobody, no offense to her. And I could see her definitely being an A-list actress in 10 years, or not even 10 years, in five years. But again, if the screenplay is good, you can put in anybody who is not an A-list actor-actress who's demanding 20 mil to be in that movie and it keeps your budget small. So you see tons of indie movies throughout, throughout time. Again, uh, Kevin Smith's Clerks. Think, think of all these Soderbergh. You know, think of all these auteur directors, their first couple of movies didn't have major famous actors. Look at Tarantino with Reservoir Dogs. I mean, I, the, the list goes on and on. These movies had great scripts. And so when you have a great script, you can take your chances on unknown actors and actresses. Kind of like with the NFL, where if you're not investing the majority of your salary space on the quarterback, you can use that money to shore up other positions. So like for the Chiefs, if they're not devoting 50 million a year to Mahomes, and you just get a serviceable quarterback, you can have a very talented team. Think of uh, the Seahawks when they had young Russell Wilson when they won the Super Bowl. Right? They didn't. They weren't spending money on him because he was a, a rookie contract, so they were able to spend money on an amazing defense, great running back, all these things. So it's almost the same thing here. Like where if you have a, a $40 million budget, even though these movies don't exist anymore, which we talked about on that episode about the box office and movie theaters, you can use that money more prudently if you're not having to invest 20 million to get Brad Pitt in your movie. Now, screenplay is the most important thing. I don't I think this is an obvious one. Now let's talk about directors. Can directors make a movie or sync a movie? Of course. Of course. 
directors can improve upon a bad script. Sure. Directors can, if they're good directors, get the best out of their actors. Directors have the vision. So the screenplay is on paper, obviously, but how that, that written word is going to be executed on film is all director. So their directors have the vision. And we see directors that are kind of narcissistic and megalomaniac and, and go overboard. And you could say even some of the great directors have a, a humongous megalomania to themselves, you know, Tarantino. But they can back it up. And so I'd love to be in rooms like where a director is trying to delineate out the vision of a movie to a producer and the producer like, what? Because the producers, you know, are typically just lawyers who are caring about, is this movie going to be profitable? They don't necessarily have vision. The suits, as they call them, don't have vision. So the director, and you think of, like, I, I, I quote Entourage quite a bit because I, I grew up in that generation of Entourage. You have someone like Billy Walsh, right? So Billy Walsh is this auteur and he is... You know, he did Queens Boulevard and they give him the big budget Medellin movie and he has this vision, but he's kind of a crapshoot, right? And so directors can certainly bring vision and, and make a script better, but they can absolutely make a script worse and make actors not perform at their peak. And every director has a different skill, kind of like with coaches, right? Some coaches are, the, are players' coaches. And so you have some directors that are that really help the actors others are more just hands-off like a Clint Eastwood he's known for like one take Clint just one take let's go let's move it. let's be expeditious so directors are important but I would say they're not the most important thing I would absolutely say that it's the screenplay and so you can look and and Hollywood studios do do this where they're looking for gifted screenplays and you see that the film actors guild is potentially going to go on strike because they are the screenwriter guild, I should say, because they feel like they're not being remunerated for their work. And I think they have a legitimate grievance because I think the screenwriters are the under unheralded, most important cog on one level. I guess the producers would be the most important because they bankroll everything. But I don't include them in these three because they don't bring the creative talent. The creative talent is director, actor and screenwriter. But I would say the screeners are exceedingly important because, again, you can't, it's, it's hard to overcome a horrendous script, even if you have the most charismatic actor, actresses in the movie, they can only spin their, their, their charisma, their magic, if the content is somewhat good. If the content is garbage, they can only do so much, as demonstrated by how every major actor and actress has had a flop. So in closing, it's screenwriting. Now, go to the Facebook group, The Cinema Rag. If you agree or disagree or you want to put some insight into that, go over there. I'll put the link in the episode notes. Guys, until next time, take care. God bless and pray. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.